Get down. Get down. Can we get down? That's right. Did we see the last tribe performance ever? You might have. Might have. Forever. Oh, we'll get to that. Turn. <laughs> Ooh, I like I that fade out. Like the wow, fade. that was good. Do that again. It's almost like we... fade it up. Oh man, you are a DJ. Fade you gotta be a DJ. Quit I'm, your day job I'm right now. DJ Qualls. I'm surprised you even That's know how me. to do that with your computer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we saw some <laughs> live practice. We saw some terrible things before. I can do and that. I can't work Gmail. But I can do that. I don't want to be DJ Qualls, the uh, Fargo actor. <laughs> What's going on, listeners? Hey. Oh, we are the War on Pop Culture Podcast, and I yeah, think this guy are. right here might be Mr. Michael. Still is Mr. Michael. <laughs> and I think, are you Mr. Just? Indeed I am. That's what they call me. And sitting to my right, Mr. Rod. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Mr. Rod. Mr. Rod. <laughs> so what's going on? we got a great episode for you. We've been away for three weeks, if you've noticed. Nothing but the best. If you've noticed, Justin's been traveling. traveling. Mike's also been traveling. Rambling. And I've been yeah. watching a shit ton of movies, so I can't wait <laughs> to talk about that. Robcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be a Robcast. All right, so first and foremost, though... We got some updates. We do got some updates. Well, you want to do updates first or you want to do sponsor first? Uh, I mean, should we follow I, the, the I think we should do the sponsor. <laughs> All right. Because we're. They want us to promote the Yeah, we're, we're getting paid for this, so we yeah. have to. That's true. We don't even have a choice. Mad we have money. to. So, much money. so, who's our sponsor, guys? Well, <laughs> there's a little movie coming out on Friday called The Dark Tower. Oh, a Stefan King. <laughs> he wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> is, that First of all, he, is that when he goes into the porter potty and then he comes out? And he's Stephon. like, I'm Stephon. Stephon. <laughs> Stephon King, Don't listen to Mike because he just wants everyone to actually see yeah. this. Movie. Go see it. I actually, um, the the box office uh, draft depends on it. My team depends catch it, on it. Catch it on Monday. Go see it on yeah. Monday. <laughs> see it during the week. It's actually more empty. See so. the Friday Let the crowd down. <laughs> <laughs> see it at midnight. Sleep over. Yeah. Watch see the 10 a.m. show. Watch the matinee. <laughs> see it again. Give them all your money. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have a little word from this uh, this nice indie flick coming out on Friday. It's gonna be dark. It's gonna be dark. And maybe tower, in a tower. Tower ish. This is the funniest oh, thing. Man. The clock stopped working. All right, <laughs> Quentin. That's it. All, all right, right, Mike. Give us the update. Go. Oh wait, no, it's no, no, the spot's <laughs> Make up your mind, Rob. All right, here we go. This is uh, Dark Tower coming at you. Nope. No, it's not. Just kidding. <laughs> I did not kill with my gun. I kill with my heart. There you go. That's, that's it. Gunslingers. That is it. Gunslingers don't need guns, they just need hearts. They, that's true. That's it's a fact. Like, uh, that's a fact. Seems like a misnomer hearts. in that case. Heart havers. Heart havers. <laughs> called heart havers. Give love. But speaking of. Gunslingers, we actually have Whoa. the gunslinger we do. from Indeed. the movie. A special Indeed. treat. Um, Hello. Yeah. Here he is. I do not kill with my gun. I kill with my heart. <laughs> so we've heard. <laughs> How many people have you killed, Mr. Uh, Slinger? <laughs> I do not kill with my gun. <laughs> but my heart has killed too many. You're a heartbreaker. He's, yeah, he's a lady killer. 
Um, Talking about lady so, killers, we have the other star from Dark Tower here, uh, Mr. McConaughey. All right. <laughs> Hello. Can I call you Matt? Sure, Do you mind? Sure can. <laughs> Matthew, thank you for joining us today. Call me Matt. <laughs> What was your inspiration for the man in black? Well, you know... <laughs> Please tell us more. <laughs> I always liked the color black on me. So the four is gone. I'm sorry. So loud. Interesting. You don't say. It wasn't like the directors or anything. No, <laughs> Just, no, no. Definitely not. No, they actually they actually wanted me to wear white. I wore <laughs> man black, and white. man in white, but I wore black. White shows too much dirt. You know, you, you can't be the man in white. And as the man in black, you get dirty. <laughs> oh yeah, a lot. Getting a lot of very dirty, bloody, dirty work. It's crazy to have you and the gunslinger in the same room. At you the know, first time for everything. Time. Good thing we Justin. checked your weapons at the door. I do not like this man. Didn't, <laughs> check, didn't check my weapons. Oh no. I got charm. <laughs> kill, kill with charm. Awesome. Awesome. I do not kill with my guns. <laughs> I kill with oh, my Oh no, arms. we didn't take his heart away! <laughs> Everyone's oh, dead no. now. <laughs> Crikey's... <laughs> Crank? <laughs> I guess. Never mind. Um, um, so yeah. I, I'm going to leave. Come see my movie on Friday. There you go. Yep. We, uh, lucky enough to get uh, two interviews in a row. It's amazing. The pulling power of the war on pop culture. <laughs> okay. Alright. Moving on. Time now. Goodbye. Later, Gunslinger. Later. Pew, pew. Oh, whoa, okay. <laughs> Bang! He's excited. Oh, they're fighting outside. Oh, boy. We're talking about the Dark Tower. Like, it's important for our box office it's, update. It's Mike, deal. give us the rundown. So, as of right now, it's close. Rob has $307 million, And since last podcast, a little movie called Monkey Tales <laughs> came out and made $56 million opening weekend. What? Um, for the Where are we? <laughs> Monkey Tales. You had Justin. <laughs> Yo, so good. Like, wow. Um, Did not see that one coming. Yeah, <laughs> Monkey Tales. Starring Matthew McConaughey. Um, I had Spider-Man come in at 117 mil. Uh, Dunkirk with 50. And then wow. Valerian making less than the Emoji movie that Justin had that made 24 million. Be jelly. Yep. So, but it's close. So, right now Rob's at 307. I'm at 303 with The Dark Tower. I mean, come on, after hearing that interview, who doesn't want to go see that? <laughs> yeah, I know people are pumped. Like. <laughs> and uh, Justin is at 325 with Annabelle left. We each have one movie left. It's excited. We all have one uh, movie left. Justin has about a, what, 20? 20, 20, 15 to 20 point million, million lead. lead yeah. So, for one of us to overtake Justin, Annabelle has to bomb, like, 10 or less million. Right. Also, the nut job... Gonna hit the smash box office records. <laughs> Nuttiest movie ever. Nut job has to crack at least 35 for me to have a chance. Like what you did there. <laughs> what you did there. And Mike wants a dark tower to uh to shine his light. 
<laughs> but no, we were talking right, about this. We, <laughs> we were talking about this. This is actually a really exciting moment because we've never had this so close. I, we, in the two years we've done <laughs> it. Yeah. And we didn't anticipate it for being that close, especially after Justin picked Guardians yeah. that just yeah. destroyed it with $170 million. Um, but we were looking at all of our picks, and you could kind of run down what happened the last month because we didn't really talk about it that much. We had, uh, like you said, War did well, Despicable Me, 72. I honestly think that really under underperformed. I w- 72 million? Yeah, I thought that really underperformed. I thought that was going to at least make 90 or 100. Um, Transformers, all my movie I feel like underperformed. What is that? Transformers 44? Come on. Come on. Oh, please. Yeah, How but then you Wonder Woman o- overperformed. You're at oh, 103. Yeah. Yes, it did. If you want to talk about underperformers, all right, Baywatch, 18 <laughs> million. Right, that's true. Um, all eyes on me. I forgot that was even a movie this summer. <laughs> at 26 million. Baby Driver, which is like one of the bigger uh, surprises of the summer, only came in at 20. And Valerian at well, 17. You, we'll give you Valerian. And Baywatch, yeah. actually. Those are the Baywatch. two. Baywatch. Those are two stinkers. That's 35 million. Right but at there. least your underperforming films made over 15. I had Diary with 7. <laughs> that was yeah. terrible. And Rough Night. And Rough Talk Night with 8. That was no, super rough. rough Justin, how, how do you like your team? Aside uh, from you being in the lead, what, what were your stinkers? Let's see. I can't see that. Well, un- Captain <laughs> Underpants. I don't know how. I had that one pegged for... That's still 23. That's not bad aliens. at all. Yeah. That was probably like your plastic or something. Well, no. You had Alien, oh, alien underperformed yeah. and alien. The Mummy. Yeah. Oh, The Mummy was a big underperformed. Oh, yeah. that meme? Oh, my God. That had me dying. Brendan oh, Fraser. Oh. revenge. <laughs> That's good. But. You actually... The Emoji Movie overperformed considering Ooh. the zero rating. It received on the tomato meters. So. so, yeah. So, everyone listening, please go take your kids to see the nut job. That would be like, awesome. Take 20 kids to go see the nut job. Take all of the kids. Just yeah. just grab a child by his or her wrist. See, run see, into the see theater. The Dark Tower. Because it not. looks, based off of that preview, it's family friendly. Based on yeah, the interview. Kills with his heart. <laughs> yeah. with his based heart. on the interview, it's going to be an excellent film, I feel. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. That, was, that was a great interview. <laughs> Smashed it. <laughs> Something's up with uh, McConaughey or Matt. Whatever. That Matt. I'll talk to him. You know what? Next time I hang out with him. Talk to, we'll talk. talk to the studios. I think he's... You know, use it. So when we do the next episode, following our GOT episode, we're going to have the results. <laughs> and so we're, we, we wagered some beers. So the next episode might be a little sloppy when we were drinking all those beers. So. Yeah, sloppier. Get ready. Beers got to drink. Get ready for that. Drunk. Um, all right, what's next? This... Just in. This just in. Alright, so. That's my bird source. He's got his eyes on the skies. Mr. Raven. <laughs> Dropping the rays. Um, the first one, a rest in peace to Chester Bennington. Uh, Don't pour that on my floor, Rob. Past. <laughs> what is that? What is that? Otter Creek? It's oh, a old, really old brown really dog ale. Not just the old on a brown beach dog. In a chair. That makes sense. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> of course. makes sense. Um, yeah, Lincoln Park's Chester Bennington uh, pass away, left us. Uh, I didn't realize like how many people were just like, fuck yeah, Lincoln Park. Like A lot uh, of people. The world. Yeah. The apparently. world. Someone came into my office and asked me if I was okay. Wow. And I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I'll live. I passed 10th grade a while ago. Yeah, it's, it's been a while since, uh, you know, 
I was one step closer to I that. Was not, <laughs> I was actually surprised at how many people were affected by this because, I mean, I don't know if it's because we, we always just talk about who died recently because always people, people are dying. A lot of people killing people But I was, I mean, yeah, I was never a Linkin Park fan, so it yeah. didn't, it had like zero. Rob's a liar. I knew him back in high school. <laughs> he loved Hybrid Theory. No, I hated that. You loved it. I liked two songs by Linkin Park. Rob dyed his hair green. But yeah, no, I was surprised, and because I, I saw that, and I was like, "All right, moving on." Yeah. But then yeah. there were so many tributes being sang and sung at concerts. There's so many people writing, you know, really sad stuff, and it was well, sad. Obviously, anyone dying, especially uh-huh. the way that he did, is sad, and he leaves behind, you know, the family and kids and everything. But as a musician, I was just like, "Whatevs." Yeah, he yeah. didn't really. They're like voice of a generation. Like his voice really isn't that good. He's kind of nasally. He just yeah. screams long wine. I just hear a lot of screaming. I think, I think of the rapper, the other guy. Whatever. Linkin Park. What's no. what <laughs> I was like, there's a Chester <laughs> there's the rapper. Chester the rapper. Yeah, I'm wondering if like part of it is the the the, the fact that it was suicide. That might be maybe like adds a little bit more emotion to it for people because you know mental health like big deal so like yeah you know it's definitely a sad story but you know, if, I mean yeah to me it just didn't have the impact that I mean if you listen to Lincoln Park's lyrics he's been making it pretty clear for a while that uh, he was gonna do this oh yeah, <laughs> yeah he's pretty sad man for for a while so I don't know about the right. the shock. I'm shocked you just left all that money behind and his kids and his family. Like, come on, that's true. Yeah. It can't be that bad. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I guess some wounds Everyone they will struggles. not heal. <laughs> They're crawling. True. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that, now that I've angered everyone, <laughs> welcome back to the one listener. So Jeremy Renner both broke uh, both his arms during filming uh, Avengers: Infinity. It's um, been a really heavy arrow. Yeah, you know what's <laughs> impressive? I feel like he has no parts in any of these films, yet he broke both arms in some action sequence. I guess so. Maybe this will be like oh. Hawkeye's time to shine or whatever. There's well, never, not anymore. Never <laughs> Hawkeye's time to shine. Let's just have casts on. Uh, yeah, his right elbow and his left wrist. It's uh, cool that he does his stunts. Unless yeah. it wasn't a stunt, oh, yeah. and he just like fell downstairs. Yeah, he, I was just gonna say he slipped <laughs> yeah. on some water. Yeah, coming, like, <laughs> coming out of his trailer. And like, oh my god. <laughs> Um, yeah, but no, I mean, I was I was reading some of the quotes, and, like, he was just playing it off like it was nothing. I'm sure it, like, probably hurt like a bee at the time, but uh, he was just, yeah, it happens, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to happen. It happens. <laughs> not going to affect his uh, filming for the next Jason Bourne movie. Mm. Um, so, oh, so don't worry, people. Born again. Love the Bournes. Huh? <laughs> You're feeling borny. <laughs> Do I make you borny, <laughs> baby? Um, but yeah, Infinity uh, War opens uh, May 4th, 2018. So Disney's got the summers guy. on lock oh, yeah. till like 2025. Like their lineup is just Forever. insane. Forever. Can't wait for that uh, Hannah Montana movie to come out. Forever. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> Imagine if they made Hannah Montana into like a Marvel <laughs> like a Marvel superhero. No, I do, not, I do not want to think about this. You will imagine! <laughs> Hannah Montana was Hilary Duff. Yeah. That was Disney, right? No, that's Miley Cyrus. What are you guys talking about? Hannah I don't Hannah? know. You, you know you caught me. I don't know <laughs> yeah, my Disney kids. Who was Hilary Duff? I don't she know my Disney kids shows. You're Lizzie right. McGuire. Lizzie. Lizzie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lizzie. Sure. 
Montana. <laughs> you got the wrong sources for this. Yeah, well, I gotta, I gotta talk to them. People are gonna get fired for that. That's... Eyes are gonna roll. Yeah. Um, so what else? Uh, Tyler the Creator, possibly gay or bisexual. Uh, lyrics in his uh, one of his songs kind of bring his sexuality into question. Um, it's he says he's been kissing white boys since two thousand four. Hmm. So, um, you know, it's kind of crazy that, like, you know, I guess just because of the culture and everything, probably couldn't have come out earlier if he was. Um, but, uh, you know, like, you know, think about how many, you know, rappers or, like, mainstream music artists can be, get, you know, can just come out and just be like, oh, yeah. But his music, it's not... I can understand if you're like you're a rapper and you're like your your lyrics are really hard, gangsta. Right, like right, right. his lyrics have never been like that. That's true. And then they've That's always true. actually been very anti, you know, the, the gay community. He's he's had a lot of songs that he like bashes people. Maybe it's like a whole cover up to throw yeah. throw yeah. the scent off the trail. But um, I don't know if I buy it. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just a song. Just I think a, it's just a song. Yeah, he's yeah. fooling us. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. World, if you are or you ain't. Know. Who That's hasn't cool. kissed a white boy? That's yeah. cool. Yeah. It's hard to throw a stone without kissing a white boy. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> uh, all right. The uh, cast of the live version of Aladdin, capitalizing off of the uh, you know Beauty and the Beast live live version, uh, but the cast for the uh, Aladdin version has uh, uh, been released. Uh, so Naomi Scott, who was the Pink Power Ranger in... Uh, the remake? Power Rangers, yes. Oh, interesting. Um, she will be Jasmine. <laughs> the original Pink Ranger. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Was it like, Amy Jo. Oh, yeah, it was Amy Jo. Amy Jo. Amy Jo Johnson. My first Good love. Man. AJJ. Maybe she could be the mother or something. I don't know. She's, she's the genie. <laughs> she's the genie. No, the Will genie, Smith. The genie will be. He's with the Will genie. Smith. I know. He will be getting jiggy with it. Um, getting genie? I kind of like that. I kind of like Will Smith as a genie. <laughs> Yeah, and I like how they casted a no name, at least to me. Is he famous? The Aladdin? Is he anyone? Aladdin. Aladdin is pretty famous. <laughs> <laughs> he rode that freaking carpet all over the the desert. Of course, he's famous. I actually didn't get a name for the Aladdin. <laughs> oh, he's so <laughs> famous. Lots <laughs> of um, No, but apparently, uh, oh, Mena Masood, Mena Mas- Masat Masood. Yeah, of course, <laughs> duh. It's, of course, I mean. no. But I mean, it's, it seems like they took great care in casting people of color and the right ethnicity. Um, I heard it was very hard for them to do this because yeah. they wanted to cast like obviously big name or at least no names, but yeah. none of them could sing or dance. Like mm. they had Riz Ahmed. Um, oh, he's the guy from Night yeah, Of, yeah, yeah. and yeah, he yeah. tried out and you know couldn't do that. Um, the guy yeah. from Lion. Oh, Patel? Dev Patel. He's yeah. like, yeah, I can't sing yeah. or dance. I mean, he danced a little bit at Slumdog, but yeah, it wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, so. Well, you know. It's good that they're not whitewashing, though, or, you know. Well, that's true. I mean, I was hoping for Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> that's just me. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. bye. <laughs> yep. um, well, this movie should make a ton of money. At least Aguilera. Probably. She need a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh man, I didn't realize uh, Guy Ritchie is directing too. Yeah, that's so. There will also be Pikes. So random, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just like in the background, <laughs> you want an apple? The <laughs> carpet will be periwinkle blue. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk. We, I'm pretty sure we all loved Aladdin as a as a child. Are you guys True. excited for this live action remake? Um, 
So I've never, I didn't see any of them so far, so I can't really yeah. voice in and see if they're Disney's doing justice or not. Aladdin's my my favorite out of all those movies that came out when we were kids. So I just really hope it's not going to suck. I feel like it is going to suck. I disagree. I don't think Will Smith is going to do a good job. But if it gets good reviews, will you see it in theaters? No. Okay. Yeah. I was actually going to burn theaters. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean... I'm going to burn it over. I'll definitely see it when it comes out on video, but you know what? I said the same thing about Beauty and the Beast, and guess what I haven't seen? (laughs) I haven't seen it yet either, but it's the number one movie of this year so far, and great reviews. That means nothing to us. Jurassic World. Yeah, still Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that got bad reviews. Beyond the Beast did not. Did it? Jurassic World didn't get bad reviews. Yeah, it did. Pa- I think it has a red tomato. Right. Not a green splat. I, I want to say it has a splat. Oh, yeah. right. Well, you look it up. <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, I, I, <laughs> don't worry about it. You're doing great. So you have to find that Google Doc? <laughs> oh, it's 50! Wow. Oh, no, that's Jurassic Park 3. 71, Rob. Oh, wow, okay. You're, You're, right. The You're right. 71 um, is such a great score. I just, I don't know. I feel like... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed that that got 71. He's riding raptors. <laughs> so you're already saying that it's, it looks terrible. Yeah, well, that's why I haven't seen it, but... I mean, you said it was the number one, you know, Come On is the number one movie, like, meaning, like, you know, defending it. Like, that's I didn't true. say this. How did we not see uh, Jurassic Attack either? <laughs> what that, is that? With Gary Stretch. Vernon Wells, baseball player? No way. Yeah. No. Right. Don't even tease me. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> uh, guys, if it's Vernon Wells, <laughs> I got the fire stick. We're watching this right after. <laughs> Once you see this <laughs> mugshot of like Vernon blue, Wells. Like a Blue Jays hat? <laughs> like a, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but, yeah. So, um, yeah, they're coming out. And uh, last last bit, um, the new doctor for the Whovians will be a fe- well for everyone is a female. Um, the thirteenth doctor will be Jodie Whittaker, uh, who is known for Forrest. Yeah, I was just gonna say I really was hoping it was Forrest. Forrest's wife, um, Gump Whittaker, known for uh, the show Broadchurch, which is an English show. Um, but yeah, I mean that's an interesting take. I don't know anything about the world of Doctor Who, so. I don't know how controversial this is, but generally, whenever someone who people don't typically see as the normal choice gets cast, there's uproar. So I'm sure there's some Whovians who are no more, but I don't know. I don't I, know. My grandfather's right downstairs. He's the biggest Doctor Who fan I know. We can, you want to pull, yeah, him? pull yeah, him up? Yeah. Let's get a special I definitely want to pull him up. Guest spot <laughs> interview. <He'll> never leave. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> is he related to your cousin? <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> That'd be a great podcast. Um, well, typically the Doctor has it's it's always been a man. I know that True, much because yeah. I've seen a lot of episodes. I also don't really like the show, um, but I've seen a lot of episodes. You know, the Doctor is always like a younger guy. Actually, that's not true, because a few of them... There's been 13 Doctors, 13. I think, right? Well, this is the... She's the 13th. So there have been 12 Doctors, but it's always, like, a British white man. Yeah. Um, and he always has a very hot female sidekick. So I wonder... Maybe it'll be a male sidekick. Maybe it's going to be, you know... Doctor... A white boy. Doctor <laughs> medicine woman. <laughs> What's next? A female Bond? Oh what is going God, on here? The world. What's going on here? Come on. Uh. You're gonna tell me James Bond is gonna be black? Whoa! <laughs> Idris Gunslinger? I do not kill with my guns. <laughs> I kill with my heart. Uh, James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking, <it>, not stirred. <laughs> so James Bond. So uh, yeah, 
that's uh, that's all the news. That's all you need to know. Everything that's happened in the world. So, yeah. what do we got next? Summer movie rundown. Rundown. Like that. All right. So we're gonna talk about some movies that we've seen this summer because we haven't talked in a while about those things. Yeah. And I actually saw some movies, so I'm excited to summer, have this discussion with you, gentlemen. You awesome gentlemen. Who wants to start? Uh, well, <laughs> wait, um, I, I, like, I honestly didn't even mean to raise my hand. <laughs> Rob, you're that excited that <laughs> no, no, no. you, you take it. What I meant to do is, like, who wants to start, raise your hand. And I was trying to mimic what you should do if you wanted to start. You could just say no. raise your I know how to raise my hand. Hmm. But you raise your hand first. So yeah, so. <laughs> I don't even know. What, what movies have you seen? Why don't we, do you want to, like, pull up the list? Did yeah. you just go down it? Let's put up we, some lists. All right, know. so first movie on the list was Guardians. I know. I, I talked about it in one of the, the right. other episodes. Right. Guardians, just to keep it brief, liked it a lot. Did I like it as much as the first one? No. It was a little bit more family friendly. I liked a little bit more of the raunchy adult humor in the mm. first one. Okay. But it was very good, and I can't wait to see it again. Right. Next. Um. Alien, Alien Covenant is also me. I didn't <laughs> like Alien Covenant that much. I uh, I I just thought the storyline was really weak. Everyone was really um, praising the the CGI and the effects in the movie. I didn't really understand why. I didn't. I wasn't wowed by any of that. Um, I really felt like it was just Ridley Scott trying to make some money. And if you're looking at the poll, <laughs> did it? he did, did it. really make a lot of money. <laughs> so I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of Alien Covenant, um, and I wouldn't see it again. Mm. Did any? No, no one in the room saw Pirates, right? No. Nope. Nope. All right, I don't think I've seen the last two pirates. Yeah, it's been a it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Baywatch. I don't think any of us saw Rob Wonder Woman. Go! I finally saw Wonder Woman, and it was quite wonderful. But uh, yeah, no, it was. It felt like a Marvel movie, though it was a DC film. I'm just happy that DC is trying to kind of level the playing field. For a while, they had a lot of stinkers. They, to, yeah. they had a lot of stinkers. So this is definitely one um, that. Killed it. It's going to win the box office in the summertime. It was directed by a female. It stars Gal Gadot. It also has Chris Pine in it in a weird romance storyline. Is that how you say her name? Gadot? Yeah. yeah it's Gadot, oh, not Gadot. Gadot. Or Gadot? Now, now I'm not sure. You have to call your sources out. <laughs> Let me know. Let's, let's get Gal Gadot I'll, I'll get her on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, next episode, possibly. No, but no. Uh, for what it was, you guys know that I don't love superhero films, but I just kind of like, I was excited to see it. it. got good reviews. Word of mouth was excellent. And Gal Gadot is not a bad person to be looking at for two hours. So it was it was solid. You did, know. did her thighs jiggle? Because I, I read a review from <laughs> wow, a woman really? that said, I like it because it's a real woman oh, on like screen. It. Okay, okay. I saw her thighs jiggle. I no. thought you were going to say uh, some asshole was like, her thighs <laughs> jiggle. Yeah, yeah, it was that makes no sense that comment because she is a freaking goddess and even during the craziest fight scenes where explosions and dirt's being thrown in her face her hair is perfect her makeup is flawless she never looks bad at oh. any moment in the entire film like but she's a, a goddess <laughs> so it's okay I could have done without the romance storyline I don't know but it's just this is such like strange and foreign waters that we're talking about because we don't have too many superhero female leads like we have what Elektra and Catwoman in the past nothing successful wow yeah Yeah. right exactly so I think Wonder Woman kills it 
for what it is, and for someone who doesn't like superhero films, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think you guys would actually enjoy it if you see it. And one little tidbit that I really enjoyed about this film, they never say Wonder Woman in the entire film. They only call her wow, Diane really? by her real name. Huh. I thought that was pretty cool. Maybe. Usually you see like this headline, like or like a, um, there's some headline, headline, oh, Wonder Woman saves the day, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they, they didn't have any of that. I really, really like that. So Wonder Woman, thumbs up for me. Okay. I think you just don't like Chris Pine. Maybe that's why I didn't like the romance. I don't like Chris Pine either. He can't act his way out of a paper bag. <laughs> I don't mind Chris Pine, but there's there's no necessary necessity for a, a romance storyline in this film. Okay. All right. All right. That's Pine with me. You know, you don't, you don't like Chris Pine? Though? I want to talk about Chris Pine. <laughs> what has he done? What has he done that's he, been good? He's like stupid. Why is good? he even famous? He's not even like. He's like if I have to think of like even like attractive male leads, he's not even that attractive. Why is Chris Pine big? Uh, Star Trek though, is it him? Do you think of Chris Pine when you think of that movie? I think of Spock. I Who's the guy that played Spock? Zach. Galifianakis. Yeah. Great. No, Zach. I forgot his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. He's good though. Um, no, I don't like Chris Pine. He sucks. Uh, two gumps. Chris Pine. Um, next movie. Just ruined our next interview. So We're thanks. <laughs> we had him Sorry. lined up. Sorry, Pine. He just pulled the interview. Uh, I don't think any of us have seen any of these. No. I mean, I saw Baby Driver, but we talked about it. Baby Driver's yeah. really good. It's uh, well done. Go see it next. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So me and Justin so... have both seen it. Justin, I will let you go first because I've been yapping. Sure, yeah. Um, no, I really liked uh, Bokeem, uh, that guy. Shocker. Really good. Because um, I, I, we talked about this earlier, so I don't want to steal your points, but... Um, Oh, okay, one thing I didn't like about it, it was very good, first off, let me, let me put it this way, I, I think that um, they they really got the Spider-Man character down a lot better than previously, um, you know, it's funny because I liked Tobey Maguire at the time when they cast him, but like, this is like way better. I don't mean this, to interrupt, but best Spider-Man movie out there yes. in history, yeah, okay, yeah, just, yeah, just curious, so. okay, go ahead. Um, the only thing that, and, and uh, my friend uh, Steven brought this up, is a good point, that, uh, you know, never really felt like he was in danger. And, like, I know, like, you know, it's a superhero. He's never really, you know, it, it's not going to end with the, yeah, the villain is or the superhero's dead. But, like, um, you know, I think just the comedy aspect of it lent itself so much to, like, oh, carelessness and, like, oh, it's, well, it's funny, whatever. So, like, you know, that tension, even when it was there, wasn't really there. So, I mean, I guess a small critique of it, but... Um, like I said, I think it was well acted. I like the characters. I, you know, Michael Keaton was good. Um, yeah, I definitely recommend it. What'd you get? So I'm going to piggyback off what you just said about the tension. So I feel like I, I'm with Justin. It wasn't ever there. Like, you never. Again, it's the first movie and probably. Is a this an origin film? Like, are, yeah. they, are they rebooting it to, like, the beginning of Spider-Man again or no? Pretty much. Okay, I was, yeah. I was curious. I, I have no uh, idea. Well, I mean, if you think about it, the Captain America movie... Did you see Civil War? No. Like, that pretty much gives you a little bit of, okay. like, an origin, and it kind of takes yeah. off right from there. Um, but anyway, I feel like... Obviously, you're not going to... You, if you're watching the movie, you're not thinking, like, Spider-Man's going to die, because you know that he's going to be in all the Marvel movies. They're going to make more Spider-Man films. But... I never really felt like he was in danger because, and it was something I told Justin, I love Michael Keaton, and my only problem with the movie is I feel like they under underplayed him. Like, they could have put more into the into the villain. So he's the villain. Like, yeah, he's the okay. villain. Oh, no yeah, he's, he's the vulture. villain. Yeah. He plays the vulture, but they could have given him a little bit more screen time. They could have developed him a little bit more to make... Um, 
you know, to make Spider-Man, like, the danger seem more real and more more plausible that something could happen. That being said, uh, I think he's the best Spider-Man. I, they, I actually felt like I was watching, like, a high school kid be a superhero, yeah. where in the other movies yeah. you didn't feel that at all. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of fans who, like, really are big on the comics, like myself, I, I love the Spider-Man comics, would complain about certain aspects of the film that they didn't go true exactly to what how they did in the comics, but... I thought it was so well done. I didn't really care, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. I'd give it. Are we doing gums? Yeah, how many gums? Eight, eight gums. Yeah. Eight gums, and I would say it's my favorite Spider-Man film. Nice. I also I'll give uh, Wonder Woman eight out of ten gums. Okay. Um, yeah, Tom Holland's great. I yeah. I didn't know he was British. Yeah, me neither. I saw. An yeah. I love it when like, that happens. Yeah, like, I'm just like, yeah. I actually think it was in the theater, like one of those stupid preview things. Right before. before. <laughs> I was like, wait, why is he talking like that? <laughs> Who's that guy? What's wrong with his yeah. voice? Yeah. <laughs> It's one of those translators. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was good. I, d- I definitely recommend it. I can't wait for the next one. Rob, yes. What's up? Monkey Tales. <laughs> Monkey Tales. Planet of the Apes. So it's Justin great. really likes this film, apparently. Monkey Tales. Yeah, War for the Planet of the Apes, the third uh, installment of the trilogy that is the the prequel to the uh, Planet of the Apes film from 1968. Uh, I told these guys I love this franchise already, and if this third film is even good, it's going to be one of my favorite trilogies of all time. <laughs> but this last film was not good. It was great. And <laughs> you gotta say, I was like, it's not good. It's oh, it's great. Oh, okay. Oh. Without, I mean, this is going to be spoiler free, but I just loved um, everything about the film. It really taps into what, you know, humanity is like and how kind of like these ape creatures that were um, spawning from something that happened in the first film are a lot more human than the humans that exist now and that survived the plague that, you know, basically killed everyone in the films. Um, spoiler alert. But yeah. Yeah. This is a spoiler alert. <laughs> Jeez, now I don't even need to see it anymore. <laughs> it's not a spoiler. Alert. If you know the 1968 film... It's not a spoiler. Anyway, it was <laughs> I interesting. I haven't watched it yet. It's only been <laughs> I haven't for heard of it. You've only been out for 15 years. I haven't had a it's chance like, to watch it yet. It's like Bruce Willis is dead in The Sixth Sense. Come on, guys. You should <laughs> oh, know this by now. Oh, <laughs> um, what really did surprise me, though, in sort of a bad way, but it was good overall, was that the title is extremely misleading. The poster's misleading, the commercials are misleading. Uh, war for the Planet of the Apes? Like I was expecting all-out war between apes against man. It was anything but that. It was the quietest... It was actually like the <laughs> quietest film out of all three. And it was... But the way that they structured it, it felt more like a western than a war type of film. Mm. And I loved it. it. It really was small in scope, but large in scale. And Caesar, the main character by Andy Serkis, who did Golem and everything, he's just a mastermind at what he does. He'll never get an Oscar because what he does is not really acting, I guess you can say. It's a shame, though. He is a great actor. It is a shame. Yeah. And, you know, there should be some type of award that he receives, but it's never going to happen. But yeah, I really love this film. It really does kind of like... Uh, and I was talking to these guys. It reminded me of Logan so much. And we'll talk about that a little bit further down the line on this episode. So I loved War for the Planet of the Apes. This is one of my favorite trilogies. I give it 9 out of 10 gums. Wow. That's a 9 It's definitely a 9 Barrel um, of monkeys. <laughs> Rob, going... I'm going to have you go and then I'll, I'll take the next point of it. But going right from that to The Big Sick... Movie we both just saw. I, it's not on the list. Oh, God. Because, you know. <laughs> yeah, what are we doing? We're not even. Yeah. 
But what did you think of The Big Sick? Big Sick is my favorite movie so far of 2017. It might not be the best well made, but it is my favorite. It had it's such a personal story by um, I might mess up his name, Kamau Nanjiani. I think yeah. his name is, and it's him and his wife Emily. They co-wrote the script, and Kamau actually stars in the film. It is a greatly personal. It's hilarious. Mike and I were talking about it. You know, it made us laugh. It made us cry. It is very, very touching and heartfelt. It does everything right. It was produced by Judd Apatow. It kind of feels like an Apatow film oh, back to his glory days, though. An Not like, film. yeah. But it's just so good. And you were kind of saying, I, I don't want to touch on what you're gonna say, but like you were surprised that he was such a great leading man. I, I didn't know he had the chops. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he can act as well as he did. But there are some scenes where he really like tugs upon your heartstrings. And uh, all I know him from is Silicon and Portlandia, where he's just weird <laughs> or awkward. Um, so I didn't think Kumal was that good of an actor. Did a fine job. And you're right. It, it follows that classic Apatow formula where it comes on really funny. And then, you know, drama ensues. Something something (laughs) happens and it gets sad. And then while it's sad, it's still kind of funny, but it's still very sad. And at the end, it gets... Not going to tell you because I don't want to spoil it, but... (laughs) A different emotion. It's a different emotion than sad and happy. But what I really loved about it is that it blended so many different types of comedies and dramas into one movie so perfectly. There's You have your workplace storyline, you have your family, family story your relationship, you have your, you know, your personal. It does so many things right that it's just, it, it's impossible to not like this film. And the, support, the supporting cast is great. Like I, re- I read reviews that Holly Hunter was good. She's very good. I had no idea Ray Romano was even in the movie. When he popped up, I did a little like cheer in my seat because I love Ray Romano. But everyone just does. And Kamal's their part. parents are great, are great. too. They're and great. his dad is actually um, um, Kamala told me this is like a big Bollywood actor. Oh yeah, so he's already. Like, he's in other movies. He is. I've seen him in a lot. Yeah. I think he's actually in other Apatow movies. Maybe now that uh, probably. But, um, he's good. He's but, really good. He's the not whole like family the guy aspect. from like. Uh, uh, it's not the guy from Forty Year Old Virgin okay, who, okay. who they work. Go with. fuck a goat. Yeah, it's not, go <laughs> it's not that guy. <laughs> but but um, why not? <laughs> the the entire cast is really good. The entire ensemble is really good. It's very well written. Um, I love that it was a true story, or based off of a true story. I don't know how. Right. What were you gonna say? Well, wait. So it's it's uh, him and his wife wrote it. His wife she, is not in it. She's not in it. We yeah, got an act, uh, Zoe Kazan. Kazan is also in the film. I thought she was excellent, too. Yeah. For, for her part, for her role, she was adorable. You know, she definitely had good chemistry with Kamal. And these are two relatively unknown actors in this independent film, in this independent dramedy, that just everything works. Everything mm. works everything from works. the script to the direction to the performances. Everything is top-notch. I really enjoyed this film. Ooh, give me that gump. Nine out of ten gums. Wow. Nine or... Seen all the big Just Just nine and... I, yeah. I would actually give it like an 8.5. I really did enjoy it. It was really good. This is just like right up my alley, though. I love independent dramas like this. These This... Dra- I mean, well, drama... It's dramedy. funny. Yeah, yeah drama. There's a lot of funny scenes. Right, right. I mean, yeah. It's called The Big Sick, though, so you kind of get an idea that it's not mm. always going to be laughs. I was trying to remember the name of it with somebody else. I called it The Big Lick. Because <laughs> I totally forgot. And it was like an ick... <laughs> Name. It's about lollipops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many licks does it take? Um, but nine licks. Okay. All right. Um, and then Justin, I'll have you lead the discussion on the only movie all three of us have seen this True. summer. With our powers combined, we, we, we will review Dunkirk. Dunkirk. <laughs> Ooh, I almost touched that. Um, yeah. So Dunkirk was a uh, very good movie, very good war movie. 
Um, I actually didn't understand all the intricacies of it when I first started watching it. I thought it was like a little more than it was in terms of like plot. But um, no, it was good. Uh, just showing these guys in their moments of desperations, their moments of heroism. Um, Nolan did a great job of like maintaining drama the whole time. Like, you know, showing three separate um, uh, storylines and kind of the struggles that each person went through on that fateful day and how they all kind of combined to uh, form one thing. Um, the only, I guess one of the only criticisms I did have of it is after a while it got a little uh, predictable in certain aspects in terms of what was going to happen to people. Um, also, let's just say that we're going to be talking about the entire film right now for the next like five, ten minutes. It's a World War II film. It actually happened. Spoilers are going to happen whether you yeah, know the movie or you know the true. events. We're going to spoil the film. We're going to spoil. We're going to talk about everything about it right now as much as we can. So if you haven't seen it or you might not want to know what happens in the film, you know, just fast forward ten minutes. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. So with that whole set, all set. Yeah. That being said. Yeah. Whenever anyone was getting on a boat, I was just like. <laughs> You think you're gonna make it? Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Good luck with that guy. Like, come on. Like, it just after a while, every boat went down, and it was just like, okay, hey, it yeah. worked for Cillian Murphy. <laughs> yeah, that's. Can true. I just ask you guys a question right, right from the get go? Sure. When you watch it, did you have any idea what the hell it meant when they said the mole one week? No. That's what I was saying. No, I'm like, so who's the insider? <laughs> who's no, gonna right. get rat someone? Else? I'm not gonna lie. I saw the mole one week, and then I saw what was it? The sea one day, and then the sky one hour. One hour. And it's Nolan. Nolan plays with time in every single movie I think he's made, aside from the Dark Knight movie. And even in that, he plays with time a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have it completely figured out until Cillian Murphy puts his hand out and gets the the guys from the mall yeah. onto the boat. Oh, yeah, yeah. And right when that happened. I, it's like my brain exploded, and I got so excited, because I'm like, oh my god, There's it's not your typical war uh, narrative. He's splicing up, he's doing a very Nolan way of telling the story, and <laughs> I I loved it. I, I thought it was fantastic. But that was my like my other problem with this. Like, I couldn't tell who the fuck was who. Like, they kept showing, like, when okay people had like, been in water. And, yeah, but like when I was thinking, like, oh, that person is a spy or something... Like, and then I couldn't tell, wait, is that the guy, or is that the guy, and then, like... Wait, wait you how couldn't I... tell unknown British actor number one from unknown yeah. British actor number yeah. Dark haired, skinny, like, well, that's <laughs> kid Murphy, from so, one or the other. Yeah, and that's the guy driving the boat, okay, and he's got a fancy I'm okay with that, animal. because what the film really did for me was immerse you into an experience of war. It didn't show you a narrative about no. this small group of guys. They're like, yeah. oh, here's my background. There was no character development whatsoever. Right, right. There was, like, you didn't have to know any character. The only character that I really, really like, liked was the Mark Rylands character. I loved him, the boat guy. Uh, the captain right. of, the, of the civilian He's boat. The captain of. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. I loved him in Bridge of Spies. He is an amazing actor. He basically is the Tom Hanks of this generation. And he is... He's, he's killing it. He's a Isn't great, he great older actor. older than Tom Hanks? Yeah. He, but, he's, he he, but, but, but I feel like every role that he does could be Tom Hanks' role. Tom okay. Hanks could have played this role. <laughs> Tom Hanks could do a lot of stuff. I don't see how you can just call someone that... Because Tom Hanks doesn't do movies anymore. That's what I'm saying. Like, Mark Rylance is in good movies. He, he might get nominated for this role, honestly. I don't know about all that. <laughs> no one bro. thought he was going to win Bridge of Spies and he beat, um, you know, Sylvester Stallone, so... <laughs> and I called it. Bro. Dude, everyone had Stallone. You all had... Everyone had Sly winning it. 
Me? I didn't think like I you guys, it. If you guys like no. looked at the Academy, like if he was I would not have win. called He was heavy favorite to win that award. Not by me. <laughs> I would never award him with anything. Except best Rocky. Yeah, he won that. Best <laughs> Rocky <laughs> boxing best movie. Rocky. He won that award. Best punching people in the face. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But no, like I said, it's just a great experience, and I have to, I don't know where you guys saw this, I actually want to rewatch it in 70mm, because that is the purest oh, form to watch it in, and if you don't, like I heard, if you don't watch it in that, you're not experiencing it correctly. You didn't see it, how'd you see it? I just saw it regular. I saw it 70mm 70, uh, 70 millimeter. and IMAX. Yeah, well, that's what it is. Yeah. 2D yeah, yeah. IMAX. No, I thought there were different things. Well, 70 millimeter is like the biggest thing possible. Okay, I saw I saw that in IMAX. Okay, pretty. pretty I spent twenty six dollars <laughs> on the movie ticket, oh. so I hope I wow. saw both those things. <laughs> um, but I will say it was an experience. I felt like I was in the war. And back to what you're saying, Rob. A lot of people will say that they didn't like it as much as other more uh, war movies in the past because it didn't have that narrative and it didn't have that character development. I love that they just threw you into the war. You were there for two hours. Deal with it. Things are going to happen. It's going to be suspenseful. Hmm. You're in the war. I can't remember the last time I went to see a movie where not a single person got to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, you did tell that. Yeah, it blew, but like, that blew my mind. The movie was about, like, it was ending, it was wrapping up, and I was like, I didn't see a single person get up in this movie. And I will say one thing. So I know you said previously compared it to Saving Private Ryan, which I, you know, compared it, sure, better than I don't think so. But one thing it did a lot better than Saving Private Ryan is I'm not a big fan of, like, gratuitous violence. And, and like, there was gore. none of that. There was, like, none of that. Yeah, I was just waiting for someone to get blowed up and, like, splattered all over the place. Never happened. And yet there's still, you know, bombings. There's still... You know, fire, there's still gunshots and all that stuff, but it wasn't, you know, it was these guys waiting on the beach trying to get out, and it was just, uh, yeah, it was very well done, very still, we would have kept that drama without. It's it's Nolan. He's the I feel like he's one of the masters at building suspense. He didn't have to show people with their torsos ripped off on, you know, on the beach, yeah. beaches of Normandy. He showed. The scene where the the cabin's filling up with water and those people start drowning, like, that was enough. So that was great. That was oh, tough yeah. to watch. Yeah. Uh, when they're bombing the pier. That was tough to watch when you're just kind of like standing there and you're just like, am I going to die? I can't do anything about this right now. The movie did some great things with claustrophobia. Yeah. (laughs) And it really made you, like I said, like you felt like you were living in it. You were experiencing it. And something amazing that I realized while watching this film was that this might be one of the only war films, if not the only war film, that you never see the enemy. Never see the enemy at all. Yeah. You see them in Mm. bullets. You see them in other people's planes and stuff like that, you never ever see the enemy because you're just trying to survive. And that's all the story is. The miracle at Dunkirk is they fucked up royally their military tactics. They have 26 miles between home and Dunkirk Beach and they just have to get them home somehow. And it's just survival. That's why, like, what you said, like, I couldn't figure out between who was who. That's the whole point. Like, you're, it's chaos. You don't even know all of the the information that's out there as a soldier. You're yeah. just so, you're, you're just like, give me that toast, give me that jam and that toast, and I'm just going to try to keep on eating and surviving, and I'm being, I'm being blown up, my best friend's being blown up. You don't know who's who. You're just trying to, trying to make it out alive at the end of the day. And, okay, so here's one problem I had with it. First of all, Harry Styles in it was unnecessary. I don't know why he was in it. Number two, why did they, ca- why did they cast Tom Hardy in such a role that I really think anyone could have played that role? Bro, 
Nolan loves Tom I, Hardy. I get that. Aside from Cillian that, Murphy. aside from that, like Tom Hardy is. And also, did you guys have difficulties understanding the dialogue throughout the film? My only Parts. critique is that I wish there were subtitles. Yeah, I yeah. needed subtitles I seeing this film. I feel like I got the gist of what they were saying if I didn't understand specifically what was said. The, I was oh like, fuck! It's a war. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna fucking die. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, for, shit, film, for a film with limited performances, I thought uh, Rylands and I thought Branagh was was awesome. Kenneth Branagh gave great performances. But aside from that, <laughs> aside from that, you didn't need anyone. Is and, it Branagh? It's not Branagh. Man, we are, we have to get this <laughs> pronunciation key out there. But what I'm saying about Harry Styles is that every review that I read, they always have to pinpoint Harry Styles is in the movie. Every single review that he reads. wasn't bad in the movie. Yeah, but it could have been any. Like, wh- why? I don't know yeah, why. Any movie with oh, a minor God. role could be anyone. I could yeah, have been Harry Styles, and like, oh, guys. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so why? Perfect. Did I- Nailed it. Got it. <laughs> why did they cast Harry. a One Direction member? <laughs> <laughs> You got your next scene. I think, oh, I, think, I think it's slightly distracting from what the film is. I didn't think so at all because I didn't even know it was yeah. him until the movie ended. <laughs> I, I didn't know Wait, it until the movie ended? I saw Harry Styles. So oh, I was like, okay. Oh, okay. yeah, that was Harry Styles. <laughs> no, I, I read up on some things and like, oh, Harry Styles is in this film. So now I'm like looking for him. Like, he yeah, could stand him. next to five other British blokes <laughs> yeah. and I would have no idea. So I had no idea he was in it. Tom Hardy, I didn't, I didn't know he was in it. That's our pop culture knowledge right there. Yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was Tom Hardy. <laughs> I thought Tom Hardy... You know what, if any, I, I know, I forgot the name of the Wait. guy who was on the boat, yeah, the actor, Rogers, Tom yeah. Hanks. Um, <laughs> but I thought Tom Hank, uh, Tom Hardy, for his part, did a good job. Like, I know it wasn't phenomenal, but he did the most anyone could do with that role. Wait, was he one of the pilots? He's yeah, the he's, pilot. he's the main pilot that lasted the at the end, that got captured at the end. He did a lot in his face. Sure. Like, oh, actually, actually, <laughs> no, I'm not being serious. I'm serious yeah. that like you see this, it's like Bane. <laughs> no, but, so I, I was I read something that the reason that Nolan always casts Hardy as characters with his face covered is because he can do so much with his eyes, emote so much with his eyes and the rest of his face that. He's, that's enough for I'll give you that. Yeah, I no, mean, Mad I, Max too, man. He was basically covered for for a part of that, you know. So, but I got that from watching it. Like when he was, you can tell he's contemplating. Like, do I go after that bomber? Do I, I'm I'm low in fuel. Like, what do I do? I got all of that just from watching his face. So I thought he did a good. I want to say we're in unison here. Out of the three storylines, which one did you guys like the best? Or which oh, ones were you the most involved? The mole. Yeah, the mole. Yeah. The mole. I'm the, I like Mike Mark Rylands. The George storyline was so sad. Yeah, the, the kid. The kid. Yeah. That was sad. Like, dude, you're going into war. Like, what the? F- like, yeah. I was like, oh, he's dead. You all could be dead in like two seconds. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? I mean, how do, how I don't do notice you not- all the the things. Yeah, in the water? Oh, they're yeah. dead people. Yeah, war. war. It's not a pillow fight. It's it's war. You're yeah. gonna die. You're yeah, gonna I mean, like, again, we had no character development. We could have gotten more aside from him being like, oh, I was nothing. I wanted to be in the paper, and that little cheesy thing at the end with the paper and him in it. I get that. I don't know. I, I like the. I mean, obviously, and Tom Hardy's storyline was awesome. Yeah, the plane. That must Why be like, did the he cool. land the plane? I would, I would have like <laughs> Wait, Oh yeah, just moving like, right through. Wait, guys, wait for me. I don't need that fucking plane. <laughs> right? like, what, are you, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't. But it is an amazing story. Oh yeah. And I want to say that it's easily going to win Oscars for sound editing and sound mixing. It's yeah. by far the best. Hans Zimmer's score with the ticking is just awesome, you know, and mm. there's just so many great technical things about this film, and I love how old school it is. Like, I know they're all movies now have to have some type of CGI, but Nolan always has his knack for old school cinema, old school filmmaking. We're going to get 
6,000 extras. We're actually going to make this ship sink. Like, it's amazing how he's able to film all in, and especially in all of these tight spaces, seemingly. And I don't know, I was blown away by the filmmaking aspect by Nolan in this film. Was there CGI? Everything looked very real. Yeah, yeah. no, there. I mean, every film has CGI. There was a no, lot of know, there's a lot of penciled in and colored in like soldiers and things like that to make it seem a lot more and things like that. Aside from that, like the yeah, actual he special sunk effects, ships. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. He definitely did. I mean, hmm. if he if he built Interstellar, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna sink some damn ships. <laughs> Anything so, else we have to say uh, for Dunkirk? Dunkirk, before we call it quits. Do a round robin. Give it. Give you gums. Like I said, Big Six is my favorite movie of the year, but I understand how great Dunkirk is as a film. It's 9.5 out of 10 dumps for me. That's dumps. the same as me. <laughs> how many dumps is that? 9.5 out of 10. No, I thought you said dumps. Oh, ooh. <laughs> that, that's dumps like a trip. I mean, he he had to dump in the beginning, <laughs> and he, he finally got that True. out. No, I, I also I give it 9.5, and I told them I, I think it's my favorite war movie. I like it more than Saving Private Ryan. I love it. You I can be that. wrong. That's fine. The only thing it was missing was Barry Pepper. Need <laughs> <laughs> some pepper. I need some yeah. salt and pepper. Not even, even in the back. Walk by in the beach like, hey guys. Not even in, in the background, just getting blown up. Yeah. Like, oh, there's pepper. There's pepper. Thumbs up. Like in a tower somewhere. <laughs> Thumbs up. Any other uh, films from this summer that we've seen? I don't yeah. think there's any more on this list. No. Okay. No, because we're brought up. Dark Tower, go see it. It's this week. So. <laughs> All right, we're going to do our yeah, segment. Give it a week. <laughs> give it a week. We're going to do our segment two out of three. Ain't bad. Do we have that little uh, clip? I do. By the way, this is when two of us out of three of us have seen a single film. And we're going to try to, like, we're going to talk about it, have a discussion of it, five minutes, and you, as a listener, gets to decide who hasn't seen the film. Well, huh? guess, because it's already decided. We already know. I think we've all seen it. You have to guess. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Loaf. <laughs> <laughs> so for this uh, segment, we're going to talk about Passengers. Who wants to start out? 2016 film. Who wants to, who wants to start talking? I'll start it. Um, so yeah, this one... Wait, we say what it's about? Just our impressions? I don't no know. spoilers. No spoilers. But yeah, oh, we will right. just talk so, about it. Um, I think it was good. I think they did uh, a lot with a few characters. Um, also, I, I'm not sure I enjoyed some of the decisions that were made in the movie, and I also feel like, kind of towards the end, it was, um, what do you call it when, like, you know something's going to work out, and, like... Predictable? No, oh, the, not how it's going to work out, okay. but it's just kind of like, you know, like, there, I felt like things were always going their way, and oh, okay. things started to go wrong, and, like, you know, it was just, um... Yeah, a series it, of fortunate events. Definitely, definitely fortunate for them and many more. So, um, but it was cool. I like how they kind of turned it into their thing, and um, yeah, it was uh, it was good. I liked it. I, I mean, Jennifer Lawrence is in it. She always has a very she's she's a great actress. Every movie she's in, I, I rarely dislike anything Jennifer Law J Law does. So uh, I felt like she did. She had a very strong performance. I don't know about Chris Pratt in the role. Um, but I don't really know about Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt in or role that Chris Pine. It's no, it's not Pine. It's no, Chris <laughs> Pat, Pratt or Pine. Who do you take? 
Friday <laughs> day of the week. What? We already discussed our disdain for Pine. Get out of here, Pine. So what did you like about Chris Pratt's performance? I just feel like he he didn't really fit. I always see him as like Andy. Andy. He's just always that goofy character, and he's that. It right. works in Guardians. It does work. I just didn't think it worked in Passengers. Yeah, I thought the movie could have had so much potential. The first act was pretty solid. Second and third act, where it just goes way way downhill. I had such high expectations, even though it got pretty. Uh, pretty much panned by the critics. I don't know. I ha- it had potential. I wanted it to be more like the space version of The Shining because he was just like alone. Mm, that right? would have been. I that wanted that, and that's what I thought was happening. Yeah. I wanted that loneliness in the in, in in the beginning of the film to be just especially take the, him over. Especially with the bartender. Exactly. Like, oh my god. So the whole time I'm just like, oh my god, I'm watching the space version of Shine. This is going to be amazing. Up oh, here comes Jennifer Lawrence, romance story, blah, blah, blah. It, it failed on being a good thriller. It failed on being a good romance. I'm giving this like three and a half out of ten gumps. It was oh, really bad. bad. It was bad. I'll say this. Oh, I don't know about that. It was bad. J-Law comes around, it's always a romance story. <laughs> <laughs> For me, anyway. I'm, I'm always Um... I didn't realize she was in it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was like. What Charlize do you mean? Wait, when no, you like saw her? Female, oh, okay. No, no, like the female lead. I don't. I okay. didn't realize it was her before I watched the movie. Okay. So, you know, bad. I thought when you saw her, you're like, that's not Jen. <laughs> <laughs> lies, lies, lies. No, she but, has um, brown eyes, <laughs> not blue. Yeah, but uh, what would you get? And then about? like the ending. Um. I didn't think it was that awful, although I think I might have fallen asleep part of it. <laughs> That's I was on a plane, so but no, I was tired. It was you know time change and all that. Um, I would give it like six. Mm-hmm. That's pretty high. Five and a half, maybe. Yeah. I would give it six. Only two and a half less than Dunkirk. <laughs> We're yeah, not putting five, things in That's intense. Five and a half, then. Five and a half. Okay. Um, I feel like they could have done a lot more and made it more, as you guys said, like a space version of The Shining, which, by the way, if you want to see that film, it's called Vent Horizon. It's very good. <laughs> um, sorry, Lawrence Fishburne. But, um... Also. Also in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Coincidence. Which I didn't realize. I didn't realize he was in it either. I mean... Morpheus? Yeah. Um, two choices. But, um... Yeah, Michael Sheen's also in as the bartender. Um, but I don't know. Whatever. I didn't what think... Would you give I didn't think it was that great. I really wasn't wowed by it at all. I'd give it... Three. Even under my three and a half. All right. Yeah, I'm never gonna see it again. I'd never recommend it to anyone... <laughs> Alright, that's our two out of three. Guess Punch. which one haven't seen it? Yeah. It might be me, it might be Justin, it might be Mike. Alright, moving on. Uh, you guys saw a concert this past weekend. Or- sure did. Tell me yeah. about it, tell me how it was, who'd you see? Um, so, do you want to go like band by band? I think, sure. let's go. I don't even remember. Yeah, I want to compare it to Gubball. Because they're both Randall's right. Island yeah. music festivals, yeah. they happen within a month of each other, right? Um, Gubball, I think, had a more... Gubball definitely wins in the food department. I'll say that. Panorama has Gubball trumped in little activities you can do throughout the day. We had a lot of fun, like, going through the lab, taking the photo. Um, our bandanas should be coming in the mail. I I forgot, actually, about that, but our bandanas are coming. I can't wait to see this now. (laughs) Mine's awful. So... At where Governor's Ball wins with um, food, uh, Panorama definitely trumps it in terms of things you can do throughout the day at the festival. Sound-wise, I feel like they're both 
kind of equal. Yeah. The only thing I'll say, though, and maybe it's just the case of Childish Gambino who's getting screwed, but <laughs> his sound did get screwed up the, in Gub Ball. The curse of the Gambino. <laughs> no, I, everyone's sound in Panorama was perfect, so I'm actually going to yeah. lean towards Panorama with the better sound. Um, I think they both had equally diverse lineups, but remember, going back to our review of just music festivals in general... Gubball had a very standard, g- generic lineup. Like, you know, Chance the Rapper played, right. Phoenix played. Um, Tool headlined that, but they also headlined a lot of other festivals. Panorama, Tame Impala's only show of the entire year was at Panorama. Oh. Okay, so that's a big deal. Even though we didn't go that day, yeah, they, they, they were there. Darn it. Um, Nine Inch Nails, it's only Panorama and one other show. Oh, really? Festival-wise. Okay. Um, Tribal Call Quest, we saw their last performance. Yeah, that's what they said. So <laughs> I trust them. That's awesome. I would say Never in terms of just like marquee names to individualize it from right. other festivals, Panorama kind of wins. Um, now, as that being said, and I know I'm talking a lot, so I'll get through it. Um, Panorama did have weaker headliners. Friday night was Frank Ocean and Solange, which I know a lot of people love Frank Ocean, but do I say he's a headliner? Hell no. Do I even say Tame Impala's a headliner? Hell they no. were headliner. They were headliner on Saturday, yeah. whereas they're going up against Phoenix and Tool and forgot who the headliner was on Friday. But I know, oh, Chance. I just said Chance the Rapper. They're more marquee names. Um, but Panorama did have Nine Inch Nails and Tribe Called Quest right. on one bill, and that's a stacked day. That's a really stacked yeah. day. Um, so I'm actually going to say Panorama wins this year. Last year, I would definitely give it to Gutball. What do you think, Justin? Uh, So I don't remember last year as well, and um, I don't know, my memory isn't quite the best, but uh, to me it feels like Panorama, you're right, has more peripheral stuff. If you're more interested in just the music, I feel like you're going to get a better experience at Gut Bowl. Um, But, you know, like you said, yeah, um, higher top end to me for Panorama, you know, like Nin and, uh, and Tribe were great. Um, not necessarily maybe the whole weekend, but but Gubball I feel like is way deeper in terms of like different types of music and and the star power of the people they bring. So it's it's kind of divide. I also like the crowd at Panorama a lot better because it's smaller and smaller older festival. Older and it was older. There was yeah. a lot of young kids at Governor's Ball. Yeah. Um, so. It, yeah, it's really a toss-up into what you kind of want to experience. If you want, like, a more laid-back experience, I feel like Panorama's probably better for you. Um, but uh, but then again, you know, like, Panorama had LCD last year, which um, was a major draw for me. And it's funny, because, like, going into this one, I didn't know Nine Inch Nails that much, and after... I, I just listened to Pretty Hate Machine a couple of times, and, like, um, it was good, but I didn't think I would enjoy the show nearly as much as I did when I was actually there. Granted, we were, like... like Four or five people. We, back we got rows right on front. Yeah. Not even. Yeah, it's like you can call it rows, but it's really it's just people because like we were all yeah. just yeah, yeah. smushing at the front. It was. It was a. So crazy let's start. Show. Let's start with Nine Inch Nails. Well, I was going to say too. Now, if we're going, if we're looking at the bands, then I'm going to take it away from comparing Governor's Ball to Panorama because again, sure, that sure. that's really dependent on the band. Um, Nine Inch Nails was fantastic. They played a. They played a career spanning set. They didn't play as much of the older stuff as they've done in the past when I've seen them. This is my third time seeing them. But they had a fantastic uh, fantastic set. Trent Reznor is so much energy, even for being 53. I mean, 53 is not ancient, but he's a maniac. He's all over the stage. The, the light setup was amazing. 
Um, and side note, so I saw Fleet Foxes last night, and I'm in the crowd with everyone, and everyone's like, wow, this light show is amazing. And I'm just sitting there like, I just saw Nine Snails like two, two nights ago. Like this this, like, is, this amateur is amateur hour, hour <laughs> compared to what I saw. Um, but Nine Snails was amazing. Um, if we're, if we're going to gump music acts, I'm giving them a 10. They're one of the, the best live acts that I've seen this weekend, I've, that I've ever seen. But if you can go higher than a 10, like a 10.1, Tribe was my favorite act of the entire, entire day at Panorama. Okay, before, what do you think about that? Because you guys saw the same acts, I think, to I my mean, understanding. So what did you think about I would say Tribe, that, and what did you think about Nin? Well, like I said, I think... Well, I, I'm sorry, I didn't say that. I really like Nin. Um, that was probably my favorite act of the thing because I hadn't seen him before, and I feel like that music experience, may, like that, maybe that type of music, plays out a lot better than Tribe in terms of live music um, and like a big mm-hmm. stage. Also, I was again, I was closer, so yeah. I mean, I probably <laughs> probably had a lot to do with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at who all we experienced because we were. Like, we were talking about this before, is like, we stayed up to the front of the main stage for a long time, so we kind of missed a lot of different bands, but Glass Animals are better than I thought. Even uh, Bishop Briggs, who... She had a pretty good set. Yeah. Well, who's it, this? Bishop Briggs. Okay. Um, you ever that song? Like the river! Maybe. Like- yeah. <laughs> her. She was good. She had a good set. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, because I listened to her before, because I tried to do some homework. I listened to her before, and I was kind of unimpressed, but being there... Um, here at live, it was, it was a lot better. So, uh, yeah, um, she was good. We saw Angel Olsen. We caught a little bit of. Um, we were getting beer. Side note, side note, because we're everyone in this room is a big beer enthusiast. There is no music festival on earth that had a better beer lineup than Panorama. Oh, that's a their big craft plus. beer lineup. Yeah. Was insane. Well, they had like what, you like forty choices. You yeah. had to go to the craft beer bar, so yeah, there's right, only right. that's located like in one area. It's not every okay. single stand, yeah. but they had forty different craft brews, and nice. it's they didn't tap yeah. out throughout the day. That was great. That's that was awesome. Nice so I mean, like you know, they had all those beers. That's still great. Still. Yeah, that's awesome. That that was great. That's a big draw. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we saw. We also saw Angel Olsen was good. We caught a little bit of Andrew McMahon. I don't really like Andrew McMahon, but. I'll say for what we saw and what the show was, I can see why people do like uh, like his music and like okay. seeing him live because he's he's very energetic. He was jumping into the crowd a lot. Um, our friend Joe, who we <laughs> went to, uh, with to see the show, said he came out in a giant rubber duck, like through in? the crowd, like like picture of the penguin and Batman Returns. That's how he came onto the stage. There was a big <laughs> duck. Is this my new favorite artist? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who he is. You love him. Soko. He sounds familiar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's the yeah. lead guy, right? And he played, um, what's the song that everyone loves by something Court? Constantine? Yeah. He played and, Constantine? And, no, no, a ten no. minute song? No, woke up in a car. car, he played that. Okay. He didn't play Constantine. I was going to say, a ten minute song and on that thing. <laughs> um, be pretty intense. But I can see why people liked him. Panorama overall was great. Does it compare to last year's lineup? No, and that's why I, I did a little research. That's why the headliners weren't as crazy yeah, as they were last yeah. year because they actually lost money last year because their headliners were Arcade Fire and Kendrick Lamar <laughs> and LCD Sound yeah, System insane. reunion show. So was it more crowded at Governor Ball because of the name, or would you Governor's feel like it was? Ball was more crowded and will be more crowded at least for the next few years because it's uh, the more marketable yes. music festival in New York. Like that's our big festival. Panorama's yeah. the rookie. It's the new kid it's on town. Coming in, right, right. Um, it's only so its second year, right? It's only its the second yeah, year. Yeah. 
will it eventually catch up and maybe even but it seems like you're saying Governor's that Bowl? the last two years you seem like to like Panorama more than Gov. I liked Governor's Ball oh. more last year. Okay, okay. This year I kind of liked Panorama more. Yeah. Um. So who knows? Time will tell. Maybe they've they earned a lot more this year, or were at least more profitable to have more marquee names next year. Do you think it hurts Panorama for being the second festival at the same venue? I think it hurts. Well, you know what? You know, would be maybe. a good indicator if that's the key is how the Meadows Fest does because mm, that's yeah. in a month and that's another that big New York stacked though. Holy crap! Meadows Festival is stacked, and like, it's actually it's not in the same. It, I mean, it's a yeah. mile away from Randall's yeah. Island, but it's, it's still not in Randall's everything. Island. Right. Right. Um, I don't know. We'll see how the Meadows Festival does. Yeah. Last year, I know they did very well, and that's how they got all these big names this year. I think what hurts Panorama, if anything, is that it's only a month after the other big music festival exactly, in the yeah. same yeah. spot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely hurts it. But uh, I liked it. I did enjoy it a lot. I like the the extra stuff, the peripheral stuff that they do, but it does give a weird, like, corporate shill type atmosphere. Because it's always like, oh, this presented by Visa, or like this presented <laughs> by American MasterCard. Express. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, oh, I don't need to, all that. I just want to do this thing. And if you don't want to do it without attaching the corporate name to it, okay, fine. But, like, like it. I don't know. Right, right. It's yeah. weird. Justin's right. Like, you couldn't go into the rooftop cocktail lounge unless you had an American Express card. Right. On, on you at the time, had, and that's very annoying. They had our friend Joe, like he's a corporate slave now. He loves Mastercard, and I'm just like, that is not him at all. It's so yeah, that's weird. not Joe. So right. We all know. I, Joe. I love this credit card. I'm just like, what happened? <laughs> Who are to you? Me? I yeah. love this credit. They snatched his brain or something. So, but no, I mean, it's still it's, it's a good experience. I think both those festivals are great. Different vibes for different people. Um, I liked how easy it was to get up to the front because we it was little oh, to like yeah. no effort and me and Justin got up to the front. <laughs> yeah. You just walked your way there. It's just a different crowds. It's it's smaller crowds and uh, yeah, nicer. Cool. Yeah. But All right. Anything else you guys have to say about Panorama? Do it. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. All right. So one more thing we want to talk about is that it's been three weeks and we want to talk about what else we've been watching throughout uh, these past three weeks. So, uh, yeah, and any last movies or yeah, TV shows? There's a Rob Lightning round of... Uh, oh, I have to pull off everything I've seen, then. Break out the list. All right, break out the list. I've se- Who wants to go before me, then? Well, I was going to say, if you have your list, give me it, and I'm just going to rattle off the movie, you give me the gump. Well, I have it. Right, right you have here. the gumps next to it? Yeah. Oh, okay. You want me just to go right down the line right now? Yes! <laughs> All right, I saw Me Before You, 5 out of 10 gumps. Uh, Lion, 8 out of 10 gumps. Train to Busan, 8 out of 10 gumps. How to be single, 3 out of 10 gumps. And Get Out, 8.5 out of 10 gumps. Logan, 8.5 out of 10 gumps. Those are the movies that I saw. Oh, there's Because we talked about about the other ones. Um, okay. I, um... But I do have to say, I don't know if you guys have heard of Train to Busan. No. No. I heard it's bad, though. (laughs) (laughs) It is a South Korean zombie film that came out last year that is awesome. It's probably my favorite zombie film along... Did you give it a three? No, he said How to Be Single. How to Be Single. Oh, Busan sorry. was 8 okay. out of 10. Oh, okay, okay. This is uh, in the lines of Dawn of the Dead and 28 Days Later. This movie is so right. good. I love this film. Uh, I'm is, interested. Yeah, yeah, it is just like... It's like maybe 10 minutes of exposition with like the main character and her and his daughter and then it's just like you get on this train and then zombies. <laughs> and it's just so... It's like one... 
hour and 20 minutes of straight just like zombie fest and it's these are awesome zombies these are Dawn of the Dead zombies that won't stop oh, running oh, they're fast they are oh, they sprint they are fast zombies they turn quickly in under a minute they turn after they get bit and there's I'm not going to spoil the film but there are weaknesses to these zombies that they learn to figure out while they're on this train and trying to run away from them and so forth or, oh or how to kill them tie their shoelaces together I imagine <laughs> that's probably it is it is it is great fun it's a zombie film i mean i, I heard good things about it and i watched it i'm always kind of like reluctant to watch a foreign film like do i really want to read subtitles Especially right now asians i know you don't like <laughs> asians right oh yeah hate them <laughs> but uh no i highly recommend that and we were talking before i loved get out i thought that movie was amazing i loved uh so logan good. r-rated Old Man Logan storyline mm. of the Marvel Universe, of the X-Men Universe, awesome. How to be single, let's go into it a little more. No, I Isn't will not. Is Kendrick in <laughs> that? No, no, she's not. It's uh, Dakota Johnson, Rebel Wilson. Oh, God. And uh, Allison Brie? Brie. Yeah. Huh? I know you love your Allie Brie, but this movie is so bad, do not watch this movie. I, I, I beg you, do not watch this movie. It's really, really bad. <laughs> if you're begging. I and Lion, though. Lion was good, but it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. I liked Lion I know, a lot. I was did you like or love Lion? How many gums would you I don't get? own it, so I can't say love. Okay, so how I, many... I would get... You said eight? I, I said eight. eight. Yeah. yeah. Eight. It was good. I liked how it was a true story. It was very, very heartfelt. It, it was very emotional towards the end. I know, Mike, you cried during the I middle. I cried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was good. Dev Patel gave a great performance and I so forth. I love baby Saru. I know, Saru. So good. And I love how the whole time I'm just like, why is this movie called Lion? And then, like, the last line, I'm like, aha. <laughs> that is why. <laughs> why. I like it now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. There, I mean... Obviously, that movie had flaws, but it was it was still a good film. I enjoyed it a lot. So, what else have you guys been watching? Um, well, all the movies that I've seen recently, I went over when we were doing our summer movie recap. So, I'm going to just stick with TV. I saw one episode of the Defiant Ones. That's the HBO documentary. Yeah, um, very good. I it's actually a shame I haven't seen more since, but I liked it a lot. It's a, uh, the story of Dr. Dre. Pretty much it. If you if you liked. Straight out of Compton, I recommend seeing this because it takes a, a deeper look into everything and it talks about Jimmy Iovine, who's the producer that kind of worked hand in hand with Dr. Dre, that they don't really go into his story as much in Straight Outta Compton. That's really good. I recommend that. I started watching Ozark. It's all right. I'll keep you guys updated because I'm only one episode in. But the big thing that, and Justin, I'm sure you're going to chime in with this as well, is Rick and Morty came back. Oh yeah! On Sunday and Szechuan sauce. <laughs> it, it was so good. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh, uh, I'm very, very it's hopeful solid. for the season. Yeah, I didn't see the April Fool's episode, oh, so yeah, I, I, I got two episodes the other either. night. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Um, but it's. I mean, it's, it's it's what you expect. It's yeah. hilarious. That, that's what I was. Well, that's what I would add to to what you said. It's like it's very much in line with what was produced before, and we all know how good that was. So like, yeah, you're not going to be disappointed. It's so far, exactly every where I left off. Every time the wind blows, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, I gotta do so that. good. Look at that. Hello, hello. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I saw um, two movies. Uh, Split with James McAvoy uh, did a great job portraying all those different personalities as one. Um, I wasn't uh, thrilled about the like supernatural aspect to it. But it kind of made sense considering the like the very ending. Um, you know, I thought it explored some themes that were very, very good and very deep. So um, yeah, uh, how many gums? I, I enjoyed it. Um, like seven. 
Yeah. Right between Dunkirk and Passengers. Yeah, I'd put it between Dunkirk. Maybe Passengers gets a five. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, keep it's, on going keeps, down on Passengers. You're going to get the three fair, point five. I, don't, I didn't see the whole thing, so I don't know. I mean, <laughs> That's true. But, um, but I recommend it. And then I saw The Accountant, um, which, uh, you know, a lot of people give Ben Affleck flack. I actually think he's decent in Affleck. a... Like a <laughs> In like Beat a, me yeah, to it. In a, uh, I think he's decent. <laughs> Sometimes in a, in an action role. Um, Ranger games. Sure. Yeah. The but, town. But the, uh, yeah, dude, the town. Town is solid. Yeah. Um, but Anna Kendrick, like, why is she mm. in it? Like, I understand you need like a romance thing, or you want a romance thing in your movie. That's fine. But like her, like awkward kind of. awkward. Yeah, and it's just like what you know, like it kind of breaks the tension of the movie, but not in like a good way. You know, it's just like is this comedy now? Or are we getting the no? It's it's not. It's just like her being weird, and then that's supposed to make it endearing. I Wait, don't know. she is romantically involved with Ben Affleck in the film? Yeah, that's just weird. Yeah, she, that's weird. He's the, yeah, so it's yeah. He's like eighteen years older than her. Well, who's coming? <laughs> but um, yeah. So I mean. It's. I saw it on a plane. It's a good plane flick. That's. Uh, I like that. It's a yeah. good plane. We should have our own like, section. Movies to watch on a plane. Yeah, like, you have to find the right type like, of film to watch on a plane. If you paid money to see that, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, I guess I did, but you know, seriously. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't bad. And um, and this is uh, other show I've been watching. Uh, it's you guys would probably like it. Uh, Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Lots of like. Like people killing people and stuff. I don't. We should do like a whole thing on it. Like, Guess what? Maybe we're going in like to. five minutes. <laughs> maybe after. Yeah, after I finish this beer. One more thing. I yeah. saw. I finally finished first season of Stranger Things, and I enjoyed it. Has many flaws. I enjoyed the last two episodes a lot. I liked it. Didn't love it. And it's so strange that I don't know if you guys have been following the Emmys and the Emmy nominations and the whole road to that. It's actually favorite to win best drama at this moment. I don't think it deserves it, but it's Stranger Things. There's a lot of hype. Word of mouth is good. They're adorable. It's a decent story. It might win. It, it has. It's very, very much likely it's going to win. What do you think it should? What do you think yeah. should win over it? And like, what's it competing with? I mean, personally, Better Call Saul is just amazing, and okay. I think it should win. Um, I'm surprised that. I mean, I haven't watched it. But it just seems like more of an Emmy bait type of show, which is The Crown on Netflix oh, versus love Stranger Things. But yeah. I haven't watched it. But it just, I, but I if you like know what, it's just about like you know The Crown, like uh, Queen Elizabeth or something like that. It's uh, it's just Emmy bait, and I feel like those things always mm, kind of yeah. win. I would actually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it if Stranger Things won. I would just say there are a lot of better shows than Stranger Things out this year that should win. But I enjoyed it. You know, Stranger Things have happened. Strange <laughs> things are happening to uh, me. If Fargo was allowed to be in the best drama and not the best drama miniseries, uh, we wouldn't be having this. But wait, Fargo versus Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies is in Best Drama, not Best Drama No, but miniseries. they're both in limited series. No, I thought Big Little Lies was just Best Drama. No, no, no. They're all limited series. Oh, Are you sure? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Ah! See? I'm pretty time? sure. We got time? We got time? Stole them! 
Stone, bring Idris Elba back. So wait, wait, okay, no, 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 no. So for next episode, we're going to have a whole episode dedicated to Game of Thrones because we know we're going to have a pretty lengthy conversation about it. So please tune back to Game of Thrones. It's going to be our War on Game of Thrones episode. It's going to be War awesome. Thrones, we yeah. are three episodes in on season Rob's seven. Good, Rob is right. Yeah, no. All right, Big Little Lies Trust is a miniseries, but all right, if I had to pick, I'd pick Westworld. I know it's not going to oh, win, true. but I'd pick Westworld. Westworld seemed to be the HBO, um, you know, replacement of Game of, Game Thrones, of Thrones when it's not not uh, it's not eligible to be nominated this season. So that should be interesting. To answer your question, Fargo over anything on TV. Give me that. So, Give me that. Yeah. Anything? Give me that love. Thrones? Even yeah. over the show we're going to talk about in five <laughs> yes. minutes. Yes. The show. <laughs> Thank show. you for listening. Please tune back to our Game of Thrones episode. Justin, give me a beat. A little bit of that Jigga Man from the 444.